0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Your Best Bet. My name is Phil. In this episode, I welcome in Johnny Strauser, and he and I detail all the betting angles for the RSM Classic, which is the PGA Tour event taking place this week. We also touched on a few betting strategies for golf, uh, other than just picking winners. We also reviewed the Masters, which was a... Uh, dominant performance by dustin johnson and i hope uh those of you that listened last week were able to benefit off of some of our tips last week so before we get into the rsm let's get to swimming into view I want to welcome in my guest to talk about the RSM Classic and to review the Masters. Uh, a great golfer in his own rights and uh, someone I've known for quite a while, Johnny Strauser. Welcome.
1: Well, thank you, Phil. I uh, appreciate the introduction there. Um, yeah, we've been doing this for quite a while with uh, with fantasy golf and whatnot, and uh, being able to talk about it like this um, on a on a betting level on a podcast is a uh, something i'm really really excited for and glad that the uh you know we finally got the masters in albeit several months late but looking forward to talking about that and discussing uh uh, what's coming here at the the tournament next week
0: yeah thanks for joining me you're right we we've been talking golf for a long time we've been in the same fantasy golf league for five six years now so on some level we've been uh analyzing golfers analyzing tournaments for a long long time so it's it's pretty cool we get to do it uh, on uh, we get to make bets now uh for the last year and uh something we've both had some success at so look forward to talking about it let's let's first get into the masters uh dustin johnson wins his second major uh, his 24th pga tour uh win um Uh, it was kind of a tour de force performance uh wins by five over sunjay m and cameron smith there was a little bit of 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 nervousness there for the first few holes on sunday but after that it was it was pretty much cruise control for dj um what were your thoughts did you enjoy it
1: Uh, well i I did i mean obviously the the golf course venue itself uh, the tradition of the masters and whatnot but Dustin Johnson's, you know, he's he's such a likable guy, such a great player, and and uh, has been snake bitten several times with uh, either some bad decisions, poor play, uh, bad breaks in in some of these events, um, you know, especially with majors. And uh, this was, I believe, his fifth uh, 54-hole lead in a major, and uh, finally uh, um, was able to 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 win one with with the lead there and. It got a little dicey early, but but uh, he, uh, you know, being the the phenomenal player that he is, ended up uh, hitting hit, hitting some good shots and making some putts, and kind of got to how he normally just plays well and put it on cruise control and, and just blitz the field the last 12, 13 holes.
0: Yeah, I mentioned this last week on the podcast that I, I feel that his his best golf is unbeatable. I still feel that way um and and it showed this weekend uh he was dominant in every every fast of the game on saturday's round he, he hit every fairway hit 16 of 18 greens and when he's when he's making his eight to ten footers there's no one there's no one on earth that's going to beat him right now uh, and he's he's in the prime of his career um in the past three months you've seen the best from him so i'm really looking forward to see what else he can do um any other thoughts on, on any other guys that were, were in the top five, top ten, uh, that that were kind of in the mix there?
1: Well, you you know, looking at the the results there, I was really imp- impressed with how Sun J M played. Uh, he was pr- pretty solid in uh, the the, f- the first five six holes. gave him gave him a good scare. Um, unfortunately, I think he made a bogey on the the par three sixth, missed a missed a short putt there and. That's when DJ birdied to uh, extend his lead to three, um, but he was he was really impressive, and he's been impressive for for both years that he's been on tour. Dude plays every single week, um, hits the ball like a machine. I mean, just down the fairway all the time, and um, you know his his short game was really on display there for for quite a while there um, that final day. But he really impressed me, and and uh, um, Cam Smith. Uh, another another good young player first player uh, i believe they said masters history that shot in the 60s all four rounds right so that's you know obviously something there he he was um you know kind of ha- ham and egging it the, the the final day there you know not hitting it great but still finding ways to make birdies but those guys really impressed me uh at the start there and but obviously like you said uh you know when dj's on there's there's not a better player in the universe than, than him uh, but you know there there was some good play and and it was it was good to see uh, you know these guys starting out like that. but
0: in the end it was it was Dj in the end. I was a little disappointed with with Justin Thomas. I really wanted on Saturday I think I, I sent you a message that i wanted i wanted a dj a jt final group. I wanted a, a kind of a duel. Uh, I, I really was pulling for DJ to get a second major have in for a while, but I, I really wanted to see one of the top players sort of, uh, challenge him and, and JT sort of fell off at the end of the, 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 third round and didn't really have much to, to, you know, give the fourth round. But, uh, if you listened to our show last week, I, I talked a lot about Justin Thomas. Uh, I, I talked a lot about DJ as well. I said, if you want to bet DJ, it's not a bad bet. Um, uh, I, I i gave out dylan fratelli top 20 that guy was in the mix the whole tournament uh i think it was at plus 650 so you would have you would have made a decent amount of money with a, with a pretty solid bet on dylan fratelli um i think we we talked about webb simpson he ended up finishing top 10 so there were some good picks last week real quick on dj um if i gave you over under three and a half majors at this point in his career where, where would you go with that number
1: I take the over. I I think you we're seeing him at the prime of his career, and he he's he's gotten stuff figured out. You know whether that's personally or in his golf game, uh, he's got the right people around him, and I, I gotta think that you know over the course of the rest of his career, he can win at least at least two. Now is he gonna win double digits? Probably not, but I definitely see. At least a couple more, if not uh, three or four more, at some point throughout his career. I mean, wouldn't you think? I,
0: I think I think with the prime of his career, he's thirty six years old. At least the next three four years, some really good golf still in his you know in his future. I think you you have to like the the over three and a half at this point. He he his game sets up well everywhere. Yeah, you know, with I mean, not only is he super long, he's accurate. His wedge game is 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 really solid, and and now he's a very good putter, and uh, and he probably has the mess the best mental game on tour. Uh, nothing gets to him. He can shake off bad holes, bad rounds, bad tournaments, and uh, I I I think he's got a good chance to get four, maybe five. Uh, I'll be anxious to see how that shakes out. Mm-hmm. So this week, so coming off a major, you never know what the field's going to be like at the next tournament. Uh, a lot of guys might you know, take the next week off to kind of, uh, you know, to kind of clear, clear their head. It's a lot of stressful week. This field is actually pretty good for the RSM classic. Uh, so this, this is, this takes place in St. Simons Island, Georgia. There's uh, one round on the plantation course, three rounds on the seaside course. Both are not long courses. Uh, plantation is, uh, just over 7,000 yards as well as uh, seaside. Um, so, the plantation's a par 72, seaside's a par 70. Uh, we got Bermuda Greens. Um, a lot of what I've been looking at as course sort of corollaries are uh, Heritage, you know, in Hilton Head and uh, Sedgefield, where the Wyndham is. So, those are courses that are sort of comparable to this as far as shorter courses, really uh, a premium on good iron play, um, kind of putting in the right places, and then making some putts. Um, So the last few winners of this tournament, Tyler Duncan last year out of Purdue, beat Webb Simpson in the playoff. Uh, We had Charles Howell two years ago, Austin Cook, Mackenzie Hughes, Kevin Kisner. And I got to tell you, Johnny, all those guys have sort of a similar game, not long hitters. Um, They're all pretty good putters and uh, pretty decent higher players. So length is not a prerequisite to do well uh, this week. Webb Simpson finished second last year, as I said, third uh, two years ago, coming off a of seventh place last week at the Masters. He is the betting favorite. Uh, you can find him around plus 850, plus 900. You might find him at a plus 1,000. Um, a lot of European players this week that are – it almost looks like a European Ryder Cup team. Uh, we got Terrell Hatton coming in right behind Webb at plus 1,600. Sanjay Emmett plus 22. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood, pretty decent week last week at the Masters, plus twenty five hundred. Those are your first five names on the board. Out of that group, is there anyone that you find uh, value in?
1: Yeah, um, kind of what we talked. A uh, guy I was impressed impressed with at the Masters, um, Sunjay M at plus twenty two hundred. I think it's pretty good value there. He, he's won before. I think he won at Honda. Uh, really, really tough golf course. Um, this one here, you know, with the, um, importance of, uh, of, of your pro shots, you know, with the irons and everything, he is, uh, really, really good at that. I'd like to say Webb and he's obviously the betting favorite, but at plus 850 uh, or 900, I don't really feel that that's very, very good value on that. Um, if you're going to get him or if you want to bet him, I would bet him right away because he'll probably end up um, dropping a little bit, probably closer to plus 800 or 750, um, but with such a good field with uh, uh, Terrell Hatton and Sunjay and and uh, Fleetwood and uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick, guys like that. This this is a good field, and it's not one of those ones where we've got one, two, three guys that are going to run away with it. So where I see that value is a guy like M at plus 2,200 even, even Hatton. I mean, this is a great golf course setup for Tyrrell Hatton at plus 1600. It's just whether, you know, he'll be able you know, want to show up and everything like that the week after a major. But, uh, I see that value and I do like a lot of those European players as well as Sanjay M.
0: I, I agree on Sanjay. He really impressed me this past weekend. Not, you talked about his ball striking. It, it's, it is top notch. Uh, I was impressed with his putting. Uh, I know he missed he missed a short one on six uh, uh, in the final round that, that was kind of costly, but he made a lot of six, eight, ten-footers to, to kind of keep him in it for most of that round. So on a golf course like this where iron play is at a premium, uh, good putting is going to be important. I, I do find significant value there at plus 2,200. Um, I, I like Tommy Fleetwood a lot. I want him to win in the United States. It hasn't happened yet and this feels like a good a good course for him. I, I question his putting usually. Um, his ball striking iron plays usually, you know, also top notch. But for whatever reason he hasn't been able to win in the US. Any any feeling he might be able to get it done this week?
1: I think the the way he's gonna end up winning if he does win in the United States is one of these smaller events like this, where where there there isn't the the strongest of fields, um, but you're right. With with his putting is pretty inconsistent. Um, it kind of concerns me that he'll be able to close it out on a Sunday. He's he's a guy who typically, if he'll play well, it's the first three days, and then when you need to you know make putts. Um, tends to struggle with that or he'll struggle a Friday and Saturday and, um, you know, play well on Sunday when he can just kind of wing it and roll it and, you, you know, he ends up making stuff, but I likable guy and, you know, a fun player to watch cause of just how well he hits the ball, but it's going to be one of these events that maybe it is worth that, that, that flyer. Um, he hasn't played exceptional coming into this but he's kind of at that good number that plus 2500 that they do like to see and it might be worth a a little bit of money to to be there when you know when he wins his first tournament in the United States.
0: Yeah it's something you want to be on when it happens and 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 real quick um, kind of to sidetrack us here I certainly hope Nike gives him something uh, better to wear this week at the RSM compared to the Masters. Uh, can we talk real quick about just the atrocity that Nike had last week in in dressing Paul Casey, Tony Finau, Rory Brooks? I mean, it was it was sort of a sight to be seen.
1: Yeah i i was I was kind of shocked at uh, at seeing a lot of the the colors and the schemes and the patterns and. And I, I think they wanted to make a statement, and I'm not quite sure what that statement was. And you know, with with some of those those greenish and brown and earthy tones, it was uh, they definitely stood out. But I don't know if it was necessarily in a good way.
0: It, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. Um, I, kind of moving down the board here a little bit into, I, I talked about this this last week. And my favorite range is is. Kind of plus three thousand to plus five thousand, where you can find a lot of really good players, and a lot of significant value. Um, the guy I really like at plus three thousand that has been playing great the last few events is Russell Henley. Um, he he has been hitting his irons tremendously. In fact, in this field over the last fifty rounds, he has been number one on uh, in this field strokes gained approach. And actually, the last eleven events he's played, he's gained strokes on approach uh, in in the tournaments he's played. The bad part is that he's been losing strokes on the greens, which uh, in, in a lot of those events, which is kind of the kind of abnormal for him because he's usually a good putter. Um, so Russell Henley, I really like at plus three thousand just based on how he's been striking the ball, um, and he hasn't won in a while he's won a couple times on tour so i feel like he he could he could be setting up for a win here
1: yeah i uh uh, he has been playing well um hits the ball pretty good he's one of uh, a few times in the past so you know he's been there before and that's uh, that type of experience i think is something that's Really important to look at, but yeah, strokes, strokes, gain, approach shots. He's uh, he's first in the field, um, better than than 1.3 per round. But he's just an average putter at best. Um, if he gets if he gets hot and gets the the, the ball rolling, and he can shoot some low scores, um, so I do think that he's got some good value at that uh, at that plus 3,000. Also, kind of like him as a first round lead type of guy. Um, Mm A guy could go pretty low and and shoot something in the low 60s and maybe uh, win you a little bit off of that. But uh, he's a guy that I'm definitely going to be betting on, and uh, I I think he's a guy that you need to look out for and even possibly live bet during the the tournament based on what his odds are. Mm. Who else do you like in that range? Another guy I I like, um, he's a little bit further down the board. Um, Actually, two of them. First is Sebastian Munoz played pretty well at the Masters. Um, I, I, he didn't play well the final round, but uh, uh, put three good rounds together up until then. Um, he's played well in this event before. Uh, guy who I, I, I think that you, you know, you may want just, to just ride while he's playing well. Maybe he may not be worth a, uh, um, a tournament win bet at plus 4,500, but I mean, you could get him at, plus 450 in the top 10, and I think he's about plus 300 or so in a top 20. So that's pretty good to uh, to end up tripling your money there. And also uh, another guy, uh, Jason Kokrak. Um, he won, in, won out in Vegas and a uh, good player as well, good ball striker. And he, he's a guy that I, I'm definitely going to be betting on uh, f- for a win because even though he won a few weeks ago, I, I think that you got to kind of ride it out and see if he can win again.
0: Yeah, so many of these guys, say when, when they've won for the first time and they've been out here a while, like Kokrak, it seems like they gain some confidence and, and they have some good play after that. Yeah. So I, I, I like that play. I, I told you this earlier today and uh, on uh, when we were texting about, about this event. I, I, my favorite play is probably Kevin Kisner. Um, you talk about a guy that's won here in the past. His game fits this course perfectly. Um he's over the last 50 rounds in this field. He's, he's in the top 30 in strokes against approach and, and also in the top 20 in, in strokes game putting. So he fits the two metrics that seem to really fit this course. Um, he, he is a winner. He I think he's won three times on tour. He hasn't won in a couple years, but this is a guy that he, he kind of reminds me of Webb Simpson. He just does everything a little bit less well than Webb, but, uh, he's a really tough player um puts the ball in the right spots and when he gets the putter rolling he can be tough to beat so he had a pretty good pretty good summer uh had a couple top fives so i'm i'm feeling pretty good about kisner's chances this week um i mean if you wanted to bet him top 10 you could even get him at plus 450 uh, around that number so that's someone i really like in that range um Kind of moving down to the the plus five thousand, and I, I guess above is this is where we get into you know a little bit longer shots, but still a lot of guys that provide a lot of value. Is there anyone that, that, that sticks out to you that is higher than plus five thousand?
1: One guy I I saw right away when I was looking at the field um, is uh, CT Pan. He's currently sitting at plus seven thousand and that's a uh, plus 700 in the uh, top 10, and I think he was plus 550 for a top 20. Uh, he won in the RBC Heritage in 2019. Uh, his strokes gained putting uh, isn't very good, so it's one of those things that, you know, we'll have to see how, how well he ends up rolling the ball, but uh, top 25 in the field in strokes gained approach. So that's something that uh, he gets, you know, if he can start hitting them closer to the hole and, and, and making these putts, um, he could end up grinding out and, uh, um, you know, finishing pretty high and possibly getting a win. But 7,000, that's that's pretty good there. I mean, a $10 bet would win you $700. And that's something that uh, I saw uh, as a pretty good bet. And, and he played really, really well on Sunday at the Masters. And, and one of the things that we, I know we've talked about before with the fantasy golf is you look at guys who played well the Sunday prior that are playing the next week a lot of times if they play well, they can carry that momentum into the following week. And that's, that's kind of why I'm going to ride CT with a, with a small bet um, for a win and probably a top 20.
0: Yeah. Plus 7,000. That would be a really solid return uh, right in that same range. One of the guys that I've been betting continuously since the middle of summer. And and I feel like he's really close to winning is doc Redman. Um, he, a couple weeks ago in Bermuda he was 54 hole leader right in the mix he he had a good event out and at the Safeway Open a couple months ago when Stewart Sink won as well great amateur player I think he's about 24 25 years old he he kind of fits the mold of this course where good iron player good putter you know he's not that long but don't need to be here um, I'm going to continue to bet Doc Redman until I win with him. It's going to happen over the next six, eight months. Um, that, that's my feeling about him. And you know when I find my guys, I stick with them.
1: Yes, you do. Yeah, you, uh, you stick with them to the very end and, and even a little bit longer than that. But, yeah, I do like Doc. I mean, he's, he's played uh, well in, in a lot of events, and you know, his, his uh, ball striking is good, putting is good. Um, I think he's top 10 in, in approach shots and uh, top 40 it looks like here in st- strokes game putting. So it's just a matter of putting it all together for 72 holes, and it's gonna, like you said, it's going to happen, and, and it might end up being this week. But plus 7,000 uh, for a win, I mean, that's, again, you're getting into really, really, really good value territory there.
0: Yeah, uh, deeper down the board, there, there's a couple guys that I like, and, and this is where you kind of get into, you know, I call them bombs. I mean, it's it's unlikely to happen, but you you could see a path where it might happen. Um, Cameron Tringali at at plus, uh, 12, 125 to one to win. Um, he rates out really well for this course, actually. Um, good iron player. You could even get him at a top ten at plus eleven hundred and. A guy that I was really surprised at when I saw him this low was uh, uh, former Open champion Henrik Stenson at plus fifteen thousand to win. I know it hasn't been great for him for a, a little while, but his statistically he's still one of the probably ten best iron players on tour. He, he's just tremendous with with mid mid to short irons in his hands and he's gonna have a lot of those this week so he's not a good putter um, you, you got to just think that if he has a good week on the greens he might be in contention so those are those are two bombs that i like any anyway anyone down here that you see that's that might be worth a shot
1: well there's um th- there was a couple
0: um
1: First one um, in that Henrik Stenson category uh, was uh, Christopher Ventura, uh, the Oklahoma State product. He's the one to play with uh, um, Matthew Wolf there. Um, he's sitting at that plus fifteen thousand as well. Good player. It's just a matter of him getting used to the tour and and putting things all together. Um, you know, it, again, it's it's going to be one of those you know flyers where you got to maybe put a little bit of money on him and see what happens, but. It's going to be a matter of time before he ends up winning, and, and you know, hopefully, it's going to be sooner rather than later. And then also, um, Matthew Nismith, um, sitting at that same number there. His his ball striking uh, strokes gain approach is third, and putting is okay. Um, but he's a guy like as uh, uh, you know, possible uh, top ten or top twenty. And I'm going to be betting him also first round lead. So. Again, he, he's a complete flyer, but I think there is some value in a guy like
0: that. Yeah, the the, the first-round leader strategy is, is, for me at least, something I like to do is I, I like— to, Usually you, you'll find a lot of guys that are 80 to one or lower that are, are first round leaders, or at least they're in the mix. So I usually find four or five guys that statistically rate out well for the course that, that they're at. And they at least have a, you know, a puncher's chance of, of playing the round of the day. And I mean, if, I've had a couple of these hit that are you know eighty to one, a hundred to one, and even on a dollar bet, a two dollar bet. It, I mean, it really pays off. Um, is there anything that you like to do first, first round leader wise, or any any other tournament props that you you enjoy doing?
1: Well, I, I I've had a little bit of success, not too much, not nearly as much as you with the first round leads. Again, that's you really got to dive into the statistics and, and look down the board and, and find that value. Um, And it appears where this board's got, you know, looks like quite a bit of it actually compared to most other weeks. I I prefer the round matchups or the tournament matchups where you're going basically one on one where the the app will pick two golfers. Um, They don't, they're not out yet, but the guys that we've mentioned, um, I would definitely look at picking them and placing your normal bet size on a tournament matchup, depending on obviously who they play. But if you're gonna get odds at like minus 125 uh, on a draw no bet type of uh, type of bet, I like to uh, um, bet those guys and and usually pick two to three per per day. And then if I like, you know, three or four before Thursday is to bet a an entire four round tournament um, mm-hmm. on those because those those can end up working out. I mean, they take four days to complete, so you got to kind of be be patient on it, but. I think it's definitely a, a fun. So you can watch, uh, you know, watch two guys kind of go at it like that.
0: Yeah. And you can, you can, so those, those head to head either one round bets or turn bets, you can actually parlay those together if you like. I, I yeah. know you, you opt usually for just the, the single head to heads and, uh, unsurprisingly, I usually will parlay a couple of those together. Um, and, and those are obviously pretty difficult to hit, but, um, tremendous value there as well um any uh, any final thoughts on on the rsm or anything else on the masters before we wrap this up
1: no just um you know one other nice thing about how the pga tour betting goes is is to um you can live bet uh wins during the round you can do top five top tens pre-round um, a good thing to do is to go onto the PGA Tour app and actually look at the strokes gained. Look for guys who who may have had a good ball striking week, um, that may have struggled with the putter. Um, you can get those guys at pretty good value. Maybe they didn't shoot a great score, but they hit the ball really, really well. Just couldn't get, get anything out of the round by not making any putts. Um, that's something that uh, um, you can find some, some really, really good value on if you can kind of anticipate that maybe they'll start making putts uh, later on in the, in the tournament there and, and move up the board. And if you can uh, get guys like that, and I know you've had some se- success with uh, with doing that and finding guys on, on Friday that eventually end up winning the event. But that's something I like to do. And that's something that uh, um, is very valuable is to look at that PGA Tour app and see what the strokes gained approach uh, numbers are and what the putting is as well.
0: Yeah, completely agree with you. Uh- I, I really enjoy looking, uh, you know, after the cut's made, uh, after 36, uh, Saturday morning before before that round starts, I, I will find two or three guys that I can bet live that I think might have a chance to move up the board because a lot of the times the 36 hole leader doesn't win the tournament and the the winner might it might come from outside the top 20 after the first two days it's and, and once once that putter heats up like you said then they can really move up the board you can find a it's tremendous value potentially and just overall, as far as golf goes, I've been telling people people for quite a while. Maybe people that just bet football, or maybe they're just into basketball. You know, what whatever it is that, if if you're successful at betting golf, it is easily easily the most uh, valuable sport to be successful at because the odds are they're they're incredible. It's it's incredibly difficult because there's 150 outcomes every week. But if you find some success, you know, one out of every four tournaments where you can pick a winner, it's, it's hugely, hugely valuable compared to other sports. Do you agree with that?
1: Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, and you don't have to be completely knowledgeable about the game of golf. I mean, it, it certainly helps. But being able to understand these numbers and understanding how these guys are, are finishing what places that they are with, with how they're playing. And if you could break it down statistically, um, I think that's where you can you can really find the valuable bets that pay off really really big, and that's where you can really get your bankroll going. Is is taking these these plus fifteen thousands and maybe betting a top twenty, and maybe the the plus seven hundreds and betting at or seven thousands and betting a top ten, and you only have to hit a couple of them at fairly small sized unit bets and that's where you you hit enough of them and then you can really really make some money off of uh off of that type of thing uh
0: yeah i agree with all that and uh it 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 does take it does take a little studying for you know pre-tournament or even during the tournament but uh like i said definitely tremendous value well uh the rsm classic I, I know everyone is going to be as excited as you and i are about this tournament <laughs> um <laughs> so really looking forward to see how this plays out right after the masters and uh, we've only got a couple more events uh and until the end of the calendar year before things start to really ramp up in january so um johnny thanks for joining me to discuss this and, and uh hopefully some of our picks pay off here
1: Well it was a pleasure thanks for having me on
0: and one more thing, I want everyone, if you could please, when you listen to this podcast, share it, rate it, and uh, let anyone you know that might enjoy sports and sports betting and uh, help us get the word out on this podcast. So uh, hope you enjoy the RSM, and we'll see you next time.